Welcome to Hope on the Rise. My name is Peter Engler, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this uh, version of Hope on the Rise. This is an extended conversation, and I am here with our wonderful host and leader of Hope on the Rise, Bob Roden. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter, and uh, it's nice to be with you again. Very nice to be with you again. I love it. Well, um, you know, this is more, you've been doing these three-minute segments, and this is kind of a recap. So, Bob, you know, because this is our first recap, there's two things that I think would be really helpful for you to talk about. Number one, where did you get the idea to name this podcast Hope on the Rise? And then give us just a preview of this idea of respect, which are the first four podcasts that you're doing. You know, my, uh, my daughter-in-law is a principal in uh, the Henrico County School System. And they have chosen the book called Hope Rising this year as a resource. So she gave it to me and she said, hey, Dad, I think you'd like to read this. Well, it's a very inspiring book because hope has been very much a a theme of my teaching, preaching my life. And as I read it, I thought, wow, this is this is pretty amazing because they they treat hope as a science. They gave illustrations about how hope has made a difference for medical people. And so as I thought about doing a podcast, I thought, you know, I want to I want to make a difference for people in this chaotic world and the confused world. People don't have people are are missing hope. And uh, so I thought about hope on the rise. If we can help hope to rise in people's life, it'll make a difference. So that's that's where the the title came from. And uh, and then I started these had this idea of these three minute podcasts. And and the reason I started with respect is, first of all, because my grandmother taught me these four kinds of respect. But I also felt like that. You know, when you talk about hope, it's it's really a verb and it's a noun. It's a verb when it's in process, but but it's a noun when it's realized. And so I thought as we're as we're thinking about the the process of hope that people need to go through, we uh, if we're going to do something about the future, one of the things that's important in people's lives is respect. And uh, and so I I took these four weeks to talk about respect, and it's been. It's been a lot of fun doing it. That's great. And a lot of these ideas, um, I know that Four Phases of the Leader probably tangentially covers this, but it comes from your book, Restless to Reconciled. And so as you and I have prepared for this podcast, uh, you know, one of the th- questions that I'm sure, you know, I might have or some of our younger listeners, you know, respect seems like an old school, archaic word. You know, why is it more important today for us to recapture a deeper meaning of respect? Well, I, uh, I suppose it could be considered archaic. And if it is, we need to resurrect it. I, w- I want to give a resurrection hmm. to the word of respect uh, because, uh, you know, we respect is a, a really a huge part of our society. I mean, you think about uh, the person that uh, maybe has an issue and uh, a medical issue. And they're all gathered in the hospital and people will say, hey, respect their privacy. You don't just just respect mm-hmm. that. And that's and that gets our attention. We say we understand what they mean. So that's one aspect of respect. But, you know, respect also is it helps with chaos. I mean, can you imagine if I went down to the corner here and I said, you know, I don't I don't like that stop sign being there. I'm just going to move it. 
and I just I get rid of it. Can you imagine the chaos at that corner if there's no way to so so respecting the authority of that is an important piece. Now I may want to change something. That's a whole other topic, but respecting what's in place and uh, and the the normal routines of life is is very very important. It respecting social laws, for instance, it gives us a sense of order and civility, and uh, and so that's that's the general I- idea of respect. And then you know from a from a biblical standpoint, I was thinking about in Jeremiah. He said at one point, you know, you've lost your sense of awe of what God is all about. Mm-hmm. So I think re- there's a sense of when I talk about respect uh, for God, this sense of awe for who he is. Now, that's 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 an important piece as well. Not not the not these other areas I've been talking about, but I, I wanted just to kind of sort of segue that in for, for for just a moment. But but really, because. If if I'm going to have hope in my life, what what are the mm. actions I can take to help bring about the preferred future that I'm that I'm hoping for? And and mm. and I can just, I can just sort of run a daydream and say, well, I'm hoping for this and I'm hoping for that. But the minute I begin to do something about it, and I think one of the things I can do is understand respect in life and the order that it can bring into my life and the ability to help me move forward if I if I give proper respect to things. So I did talk about uh, respect for authority, but I began by talking about respect for yourself. Because you see, you spend, you and I spend more time with ourselves than anyone else. So I, I need to respect myself. That's what I started with. And, and then I talked about respect for authority. I talked about respect for time, respect for property. So I gave it uh, I gave it some particular emphasis that we wouldn't just talk about respect in a general way. I wanted to identify it with certain uh, disciplines of life and activities that we go on. So that's uh, that's what that's why that's why I began with the idea of respect. And so I've I've resurrected it, I guess you might say, uh, over the last uh, over the last few weeks here, and uh, we've gotten a really terrific response from people who. Um, who have uh, been listening to the podcast and who are saying, hey, I, this this idea is helpful to me. That's the idea of planting a seed, planting a seed in people's life. So, you know what, if I could just put this thought along beside what I'm already thinking, and, and maybe this thought could make a difference in my life. That's that's what we're really about here. You know, it. It's fascinating to me because I, I look at respect the way that you're talking about it. One of the adjectives you use is proper, proper respect, but it's also, you know, you could say healthy respect. And, um, you know, food is really, really important to us, but you can overdo food. Technology and social media are, are they can be advantageous, but you can overdo it. And I think what I hear you saying is, with respect, there's a healthy dose of it that as you respect what God is doing in you, it changes the way you respect things outside of you. And I think what's powerful about that is we need to resurrect words like this, and we need to bring these ideas back because we run with our assumptions as opposed to what's the actual meaning and definition. And respect is a tool that needs to be something that we cultivate in a healthy way and a proper way. 
let me just give you an illustration of exactly what you're talking about, Peter. Uh, and I have permission from my granddaughter to to tell this story. This is about respecting yourself. She went away to college, and actually to the university, and her first year was very, very difficult. Uh, she has a, a strong faith background, and uh, this was her first time being away from home, and, and it was a difficult year. She went through a kind of a dark place. She actually dropped out of school, and she had to spend some time working on herself because she sort of, mm. she just was confused about some things, wasn't sure about uh, what direction she should go. So over a period of time, from seeing a counselor and uh, and help from, to prayer, talking to people, having friends and support from family, she went, she went back to school, not to that school. She went to another school and she just graduated this past December with her degree mm. in business. So I sat down with her one day and I said, tell me what, what, what made the difference? What gave you hope again? What, what made you feel like you could do it? And so she, she applauded the counselor, her family, all friends who had been with her. But she said, she calls me Bapa. She said, Bapa, something happened inside me one day. It was like, like it happened. It's a spark. And, and it was a faith spark that, that began to work in her again. And she said, I, I realized I can do this. I can do this. So she's very bright. So the cognitive piece was not an issue. It was just a matter of her having the, the will and the motivation and the energy. So something happened inside of her. So that's, that's what I know about what hope can do for us when when hope came into her life and and that's the divine piece that that's the faith piece now it isn't that all alone she had other helps but but when people have hope for instance this what we've just been through this month with you know with damar hamlin i mean here were people kneeling on the football field why because prayer gave them hope Prayer gave them hmm. hope that it's a, it was that prayer reflected their hope that something can happen. So we take all the natural resources, but then it's that divine spark. It's that it's that work of God in us that we can never lose or miss. That's the peace that that, of course, being part of the faith movement brings to us. It, it's faith in Jesus Christ to make a difference in our hmm. lives and a. I'm so thankful for our granddaughter for the many ways she got help. But that spark that came back to her, she's graduated, has a job today, navigating in society. That's my prayer for anyone who's listening to us today, that they've lost hope, that that hope can come back. It can come back in your life. So hope can be on the rise. Hope can be on the rise for us. That's that's what we're all about. You know, two quick thoughts, because I, I love what you just said. You brought up Damar Hamlin. Um, you're in Richmond, Virginia. I'm in Rochester, New York, which is about an hour outside of Buffalo. And, you know, one of the things that I loved what commentators said about Damar was um, because of fantasy football and, you know, because of all the games that kind of go around with football, like this was a reminder to fans that Damar is a human being. And I would hear that constantly. And it just, it, it recaps 
all of the respects that you're talking about, the respect for property, the respect for authority, the respect for time, like think about the respect for time. You know, they talk about the assistant athletic director, his respect for time to immediately respond yes. to DeMar Hamlin on the field. Um, I just think that that's so powerful. And, you know, respect is not devoid of hope. We, we actually respected the process and adding a few more respects because we do have hope and we do have hope that, that God can change things. And ultimately, you know, as we're recording this podcast right now, DeMar is returning to Buffalo. And so I think about the power of even that story that you can see threads of respect, but one personal story, I just want to tell you, um, my, my dad has the spiritual gift of washing cars <laughs> and I, uh, I don't always, um, you know, it's not something that I'm good at, you know, and again, it's not that it's hard for washing cars, but I think a lot of people, when they think about washing cars, the immediate, um, assumption is like an intern asking them to do a menial task. But I watched my dad wash cars for important people, for widows, for our family, for my grandmother. And, you know, you think about that respect. When I respect property, when I respect someone's car to wash it, you know, what I'm communicating to another person is you're important, you're valuable, you're like, I want to give you hope because this car that you have, it's worth my time to wash it for you. And I, I just keep thinking about when you talk about respect, that that's what my dad was. No one ever said you wash my car too much. You know, it was always like, oh, my goodness, you did this for me. And, you know, you've you've captured it perfectly in that uh, in that story about your dad. And, Peter, I'm just thinking about uh, being with you again. You know, we were together, what, 14 years ago in this innovative leadership experience when you were a college student. And we took four days and we went down to Washington, D.C. and met met leaders. And we and we were together And a part of my reason for doing that was to give the 10 students, and you were one of those 10, a sense of hope about the future. And in doing that, we we met leaders that we said, hey, you can respect this person because of who they are. And we went to Barry Black, who was chaplain of the Senate, one of the persons that we just, uh, just to hear him speak. And and he talked to the students about hope, where he came from the, the, the streets of Baltimore, and, and God raised him up and he became, you know, chaplain of the Navy and, and now he's chaplain of the Senate. So stories of hope abound everywhere. It is true that not every story turns out good. I think we're aware of that. We, we know that there are stories that don't turn out good. So we're not suggesting that this, that, that everything is perfect in life. But when, when you put the God factor into life, when you put Jesus Christ into your life, which is what we've seen also in this whole football situation. People said, hey, we're praying to God for help. It, it makes the difference. It is when there are enough good stories around that we can call on those and say that gives us hope for the future. I'm, I'm encouraged today just being here with you. I mean, you, you, you sent me a text a few months ago and said, hey, what are you doing? And we, we connected again. And I said, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And you said, hey, I... I do podcasts, and now when I, we've connected in, in this way, you it's again we have a mutual respect for one another. And uh, e- even though I'm old enough to be your father, it's like that book Geeks and Geezers, you know, where 
people over <laughs> 70 connecting with somebody younger. But, but we have a mutual respect for one another. And that's really important as, as we walk through life, how we treat people, how we view them. And that begins because, see, you have a healthy respect for yourself. I have a healthy respect for who I am. And we start with that. We respect ourselves. Then we respect time. We respect property. We respect authority. Those are important pieces that we that we walk in life with. And I, it is, it's just such a joy for us to be able to connect this way and to talk about hope and respect and weave all that together in a way that will make a difference in the future. I, I have a, a verse that I cling to pretty strongly, Peter. It's Psalm 71, 18. It says, oh God, even when I'm old and gray, please don't forsake me until I can mm. pass along your power to the next generation. And that's my hope of this podcast, to, to be able to pass along thoughts and inspiration and, and values. John Ashcroft says the greatest thing we can do is pass along values to the next generation. And if, and if I can do that in some way and, and to do that together, together you and I can, can walk this path. I just want to thank you for, for being willing to have this kind of conversation to talk about hope and, and values and respect. These are, those, are, those are neat things we can do together. You know, before we close, um, I'm going to just go a little off script, if that's okay. But um, why don't you, maybe in a sentence or a paragraph, you know, why does um, respect matter so much to hope? Kind of sum up, you know, your four uh, podcasts and then this recap. Why is respect so important to hope? Because, you know, respect is, is giving, giving honor and dignity to the things you do in life. Well, when I do that, it begins to affect the way I feel. And I think it begins to mm -hmm. energize people with hope. I say, hey, this is, this could be a hopeful situation. And, and because we know, we know that God can make a difference. If I, if I will say, Lord, I will take these actions. I believe that tomorrow can be better than today. And I'm going to do something about it. I, I'm going to put respect into my life, believing that I can help influence the future to be brighter and that's why we call it hope on the rise it's a it's a joy to be able to talk about this peter and to, and to do it together well folks thank you so much for joining us and uh bob remind everybody of your website yeah it's uh it's bob roden.com and uh people can, can go there this is all new for me i'm learning about things like GoDaddy and flywheel and, <laughs> and all these things that <laughs> happen in the technical world, but they can go to the, to the website, www.bobroden.com and, uh, and find more information. They can, my books are there. They're not only in print, but audio. And I uh, would welcome them to visit the website anytime. As we close the show, there's two things. Go to bobroden.com. That's B-O-B-R-H-O-D-E-N.com. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you can subscribe to the email that comes out every week. And then I would challenge all of you to share this with, podcast with a friend and a family member. We are so glad that you joined us on Hope on the Rise.